0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Trevor Woods here with SB Nation's Maize & Brew. Michigan's next opponent, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, a team that is definitely in transition. Fired Scott Frost earlier in the year. Had a little bit of a hot streak against Indiana and Rutgers. A couple wins in a row with interim head coach Mickey Joseph, but Cornhuskers, they have lost the last three to Purdue, Illinois, and Minnesota last week, 20-13. to That's what's going on as Nebraska heads into Ann Arbor to take on the number three Wolverines who are 9-0 and on the season now, but to learn a little bit more about Nebraska, I'm speaking with Luke Mullen from the Lincoln Journal-Star. How are we doing today, Luke?
1: I'm doing great, Trevor. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It's actually a very unseasonably warm uh, day here in Lincoln, but I'm not I'm not expecting the same once we head up to Ann Arbor. Huh?
0: No, I mean, and that's the thing you you didn't luck out this time around. It's going to be around 70 tomorrow in Ann Arbor on Thursday, but around kickoff, it's going to be hovering in the mid 30s. So definitely that crisp yep. that crisp Midwest air. Is this your first time? You've been to the Big House. Or were you there back in 2018 as well?
1: Yeah, I was actually. I was at the uh, 2018 game where uh, Nebraska pretty much got destroyed out of the gate. I think it was uh it was like a 35 point game at halftime or something ridiculous like that. Nebraska didn't even get on the board till the second half. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big challenge for Nebraska uh, this time around as well. But. I'm thinking maybe maybe they can actually score some first half points this time. We'll see.
0: We'll see. And speaking of how their offense is doing, there's been a few quarterbacks at least who have took some snaps for the Cornhuskers this season. Last week it was Logan Smothers and Chuba Purdy. Could you talk about who we should expect to see at quarterback for Nebraska on Saturday?
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, I think honestly it is trending more towards Logan Smothers. Um, because he did perform a lot better against Minnesota than Chubbert Birdie did, and the reason why I think we've seen kind of this this balance between these two different backup quarterbacks is that Smothers is a guy who was recruited under Scott Frost, uh, very much fits that style of zone read, um, you know, quick throws, a guy who's athletic with his legs, can make plays when the when the game, you know, when the plays break down, you know, he needs to scramble and do some things. That's kind of more Smothers' style of play versus you get Chubba Purdy, a guy who offensive coordinator Mark Whipple uh, helped recruit to Nebraska in the offseason, a guy who he knew might need to play. And the coaching staff has been very vocal in saying that they trust Chubba Purdy more as a pure passer uh, from what they've seen from him in practice in particular, uh, but really that has not translated to the actual games. Purdy has struggled mightily when he's been out there, uh, poor decisions, uh, looks pretty frazzled there in the pocket, versus Smothers, you know, he, he's a guy who, yes, he's he's not perfect, he's not a, a pocket passer by any means, uh, but he does have that playmaking ability, and I think that's a big reason why Nebraska might turn to him. Uh, for a much bigger impact this week
0: than, than he had last week. And speaking of impact, last week it was a loss to a pretty good Minnesota team this year, just a touchdown loss, 20-13, to 13. but Anthony Grant seemed to come on strong. Uh, 115 yards, 5.5 yards per carry. Uh, should we expect Grant to have the lion's share of the carries on Saturday?
1: absolutely he's uh he's been a big revelation at running back for Nebraska and really you look at the options behind him um very uninspiring uh true freshman AJ Allen was the backup to start the year he went down to a season-ending injury uh so Nebraska's really leaning on Grant to be that guy um they're expecting Gabe Urban to be back from a, a toe turf injury uh, he may or may not travel and play there on Saturday but to your point Grant will definitely be that guy um he's probably going to receive 75, you know, 80, 85% of the team's carries. And in regards to last week's stat line, he actually ran six times for 60 yards on the opening drive alone. Um, Just didn't get it going the rest of the way, um, even with a good yards per carry average. And, you know, a big reason is Mark Whipple's play calling. This has been a a big topic of discussion here in Nebraska. Um, Whipple, a very pass-heavy offensive coordinator, that worked when Thompson was on the field, and when Casey Thompson was there. You know, he could hit Trey Palmer for all these long passes. It really hasn't worked the last two weeks. Lots of folks calling for more run plays. Uh, but that be pretty tough against the, a Michigan defense that's number one in the nation, huh?
0: Miles Farmer, the starting safety for the Huskers. He's arrested over the weekend. He's f- facing a DUI charge. He's going to be suspended. Is that a big deal for the Cornhuskers? Him not being there, or do they have somebody that can they, they can insert and they're confident with?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a huge loss, honestly, for Nebraska um, in terms of the on field production. Farmer is a senior safety, and he's actually played the most snaps of anyone on the entire defense. You know, he's he's hardly left the field. He's been out there six hundred eighty four snaps this season, um, out of roughly you know about seven hundred. So. Um, he's been that guy who's been able to line up his teammates, you know, yell at guys from the back end of the field if, if something's going wrong. And that being said, Nebraska's other starting safety, Marcus Buford, um, he'll be able to, to take on a little bit of that vocal leadership role. Um, but in terms of playmaking ability and just being a solid guy who you can count on not to make mistakes, I mean, Farmer's done a good job of that so far this year, and his backups coming in are just going to be way less experienced. Either Phelan Sanford, a guy who's an in-state walk-on, he could be out there, or Deshaun Singleton, an experienced scholarship player, uh, will both be the guys that you'll look forward to seeing a little bit more at at safety. I think it'll be Sanford because he came in um, against Purdue when Buford got hurt, played 61 snaps in that game. He's had more experience this year, even if he isn't a scholarship kid, uh, coaching staff will use in him. So...
0: One area I looked that caused concern for Nebraska, especially in this one with Michigan's potent rushing attack with Heisman candidate Blake Corum, and right behind him, pretty good back in Donovan Edwards. But the Cornhuskers, they've definitely had some issues stopping the run this year. As you know, against Georgia Southern, they gave up 233 yards. Last week, they gave up over 100. There was the Illinois game. They gave up 188. I believe that it was quite similar against Purdue. Do you think there's any hope that they can corral the rushing attack of Michigan, or is it simply a lost cause in this one?
1: No, it's, it's a lost cause. <laughs> I mean, I will say I the defensive line has had its moments. Um, I think part of the reason why Nebraska did get those two conference wins against Indiana and Rutgers is because the linemen are doing a great job of, of plugging their gaps and bottling up this run game. But so many teams have just had a lot of success just running up the gut. Nebraska can't fill those gaps. Suddenly you've got linebackers and safeties trying to make run stops. Uh, it's been a major issue. Nebraska's edge rushers as well um, haven't necessarily done a great job of, of stealing the edge at all times. You can bounce some runs outside as well. Um, so, yeah, look – I you know I, I saw what Michigan did against Penn State. I don't know that they're going to necessarily hit 400 yards against Nebraska, but I will say I've seen a lot of talented running backs destroy uh, this defense have a have a heyday, and I think another one's incoming for Blake Horn.
0: Now Michigan, they expect to win. Pretty much everybody expects to win, except maybe a few folks in the country. But is there anything that you could point to that? Look, Michigan, they play Ohio State in 17 days, right? And they're not looking too far ahead, but every day counts. Everything they do against Nebraska matters in correlation to how they perform against Ohio State. So here's my point. Is there anything that you could see Nebraska doing, and I'm not saying to win the game, but to get some points on offense, and is there one strength on defense that, Potentially Nebraska that they can exploit and do something against the Wolverines. So, so give me a couple big pros on both sides of the ball for Nebraska that you could see something positive happening for them.
1: Yeah, sorry if I'm uh, if I'm being too negative down here. I know the the mood in Lincoln has just been uh, a down a couple weeks with you know this losing streak and the, the quarterback issues. But what I will say offensively, something that that they can do. It's just chucking to Trey Palmer. I mean that that has been the offensive game plan uh, for most of the season. And Casey Thompson, a guy with great arm strength, uh, he overthrew Palmer a couple times um, early in the year. You know, a few miscues. You know, potential deep shots. You know, um, 50, 60 yard touchdowns where Palmer just runs past the coverage and, and goes deep. Now we haven't seen that with the backups in the game. Um, a big reason is accuracy. Purdy probably has the arm strength to do it. Uh, but doesn't have the accuracy. Smothers more more accurate in, in short throws than deep passes. But if either of those guys could find their um, you know deep passing ability, that would be the way for Nebraska to get some points on the board. Chucking a deep to Trey Palmer, um, and then vice versa on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I do think that Nebraska's linebackers have been pretty solid. Uh, Nick Henrich, senior captain, he's out for the year, but Luke Grime, another in-state guy, he's out there and. Actually, a true freshman, Ernest Hausman. The coaching staff is very high on him. Um, he struggled early in the year. He's come on the last couple of weeks. Um, so I think if those linebackers are able to, uh, you know, make those run stuffs and get up to the line of scrimmage, that'll help kind of negate, you know, the really crushing role that uh, that
0: and Edwards can have. And it, you mentioned the deep ball potentially a connection that could help aid Nebraska's offense in this one. And that actually is the one thing that you look at all Michigan's defensive statistics. Pretty darn good against the pass. Very good stopping the run. However, even against Rutgers last week, there were some 50-50 balls that Michigan gave up. Same thing the week before against Michigan State. And actually the same thing against Penn State, a team that only had a couple big plays on the day. Michigan ended up killing them on the day But it's kind of been a common thread Throughout Big Ten play for Michigan And that's definitely Something the Wolverines are going to need to look out For this week so thank you for that Analysis Luke so You've been a bit negative but you've been Objectively negative so I don't even Know if I can really call you negative When you're you're spewing out facts But give us your predictions In this one and uh, Don't be negative just be Real <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we we saw you know that the the line opened up you know twenty eight, twenty nine and a half. I think it's over thirty right now, uh, which is uncharted territory for you know Nebraska's a football program uh, to be such big underdogs. And um, you know, I I think it's fair. It's totally fair. This offense, you know, last week I I said it was hard to imagine you know against a very good Minnesota defense that they'd be able to drive down the field for multiple touchdown drives and. I feel the exact same way this week that Nebraska might have you know one two really good drives in it, and they got to score touchdowns on both of those. You know they got to score on drives where they're not necessarily clicking. You know to, to make this game not go crazy. Uh, so I'm going to go 45-10 in Michigan's favor, um, with the caveat that that those Wolverines, you know, if they score early, I mean, you know, every point matters in this college football playoff era. So. I could easily see that that score getting a little out of control
0: if they jump ahead of quickly. Yeah, and bonus question for you: Did you go to the game in Ireland against Northwestern?
1: I did not, unfortunately.
0: Okay, you would have got free Guinness though, so um, <laughs> you probably probably should have went. Only. Yeah, yeah, but that that was definitely an incredible scene and a heck of a way to start off the college football season. It ended with a loss for Nebraska that is certainly a spectacle on television so I just had to ask about that but Luke thanks so much for coming on tell us where our listeners can find your stuff online and find you on Twitter and everything else
1: yeah thanks Trevor uh, I appreciate you having me on you know look forward to all of our Husker football coverage there at JournalStar.com. I'm on Twitter at LJS Luke uh, if you're looking for uh some Nebraska tweets, you know, during that Michigan game. But yeah, we'll look forward to to seeing exactly how it shakes out there on Saturday.
0: Exactly. It'll be going down at 3 30 Eastern. I'll be seeing you up in the press box. But for now, thanks to Luke, and you can follow me on Twitter at WoodsFootball, follow us on Twitter at Maze and Brew, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review if you'd be so kind, and I will talk to you at the conclusion of Nebraska at Michigan for the Post Game Reaction Podcast. See you then, folks.